Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Welcome to the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. Larry Kreider here, and with me in the studio today, again, second time around, Ron Meyer. Welcome. It's so good to be here, Larry. Really, really. Last time I enjoyed so much hearing your story, the story behind the story, you growing up, and all the leadership things you learned, how God met you. It was just powerful. We want to focus today, Ron, a lot on the book that you've written some years back and has been really uh, redone over the last couple of years. Uh, on the fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. and it's called fivefold ministry made practical. And I want to say up front before we even start today that for the next five days on Amazon, you can get a free ebook. Ron, let's talk a bit about the fivefold ministry. Of course, we got this. You've helped write this other book that's done really well. Helped so many people around the world on eldership. It's called yeah. Biblical that was a lot of fun writing. That, that was, was fun. fun. That was Four of us fun. wrote that together. Yeah. Prokopchak, Mr. C. Prokopchak, Mr. Brian Sadler, Mr. Ron Meyer, and Larry Kreider all wrote that together, and that was yeah. really fun. But it's basically the explains leadership, and it'll work in the business world too, but it's mainly right. for the church. Yeah. Uh, the biblical role of elders for today's church. What's the Bible say about that? Practically, how does that work? But we want to focus most, most of our time today, Ron, on the fivefold ministry. Sure, sure. This, the fivefold ministry, I'm going to have you explain what it is again, even though you got into it a bit at our last podcast. Again, what is a fivefold ministry? So many people have never heard of it, mm-hmm. or they've heard of it, they've heard crazy things about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and it's so much, it's so much, so scriptural, and we right. need to understand right. how it works in the church. Yeah. What is the fivefold ministry, Ron Meyer? Well, before I even get to that, Larry, let me back up a little bit to the yep. elders book. Yep. If the elders book is so important for elders, for elders to know how they're called to lead that local expression yes. into success, into advancement, right. into fulfillment, right. into the church being what God has in the called local, in the local, local area. church. Okay. Yep. And yep. that is just so, so helpful. So I would just put a plug in yep. for that. It it's is. practical. Um, I, I find uh, as I get around a church, there are, are leaders who don't know or aren't aware of how their responsibility, uh, the criteria to be an elder, and, and those kind of things. So that book is just excellent. Yeah, how is the church led from a biblical perspective? Exactly. Yeah, people around the world in English-speaking countries, this is in English, and now yeah. it's going to be it's being translated right now if I get into Spanish. Cool. Uh, but ask me about this book. This has helped them so much. Oh, yeah. The way yeah. biblical, the way to make decisions right. is just powerful right. in that. Understand your field of oh, ministry. Oh, your field of ministry. <laughs> exactly. Another powerful thing. It's that, all in there. That is just man. And I, that book is excellent. Of course, there's a there's a whole video series that goes along with it as well. Training exactly and just, exactly. Man, I can plug that. That is just excellent. Excellent. Yeah, check material. out the show notes dcfi.org and all that would be there. The video series, all that sure. stuff would be there. And check that out in the show notes. All right, back to the back fivefold. to the fivefold. Okay, talk to us about it. Okay, well, there's there is at least there's three areas in in the Bible where first of all Romans chapter twelve talks about gifts. Yes, and, and we have. 
normally or in the past called those motivational gifts. Mm -hmm. I I believe that those are the thumbprint of God. Every person on the earth has one of those gifts in them. Give us some examples of those gifts. Gifts of government. Uh, It says if if you rule, rule well. And if you prophesy, uh, you know, prophesy according Mm. to to the gift within you. And right away somebody says, well, how can somebody who's not saved prophesy? Well, just read any any of your magazines, any of those magazines that would speak to the future, uh, future of the nation, future of the culture. That is a prophetic flavor that is flowing through yeah, them. Yeah, the gift of giving is in there. Gift I know many giving. people who have get the giving and they're not born again. Yeah, very generous, philanthropic people exactly. who give millions away exactly. and yet do not know Jesus. So I believe Romans 12 is reflective of that. So every that human being has one, one of those. two, three, or whatever yep. of those gifts. Yep, okay. it's a thumbprint of God. They've been created in His very image. Very good. Go on. And then I believe First Corinthians 12 then talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Right. For those who are saved, the Holy Spirit, there's one of those gifts inside of them. So those are reflective of the Spirit in their life. And then Ephesians chapter 4 goes on to say, and in fact, Romans 12 says each one, and then 1 Corinthians 12 says given to each one, and then Ephesians chapter 4 says to some, Mm -hmm. and it speaks of the gifts of Jesus. Jesus gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So he gets, and then it goes on to say, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Now, I know that you've taught often, you believe that, you know, there are these certain flavors. I mean, any, like a salesman at work might, Mm. you know, might have this sense of God's thumbprint on their their life because it'd be like an evangelist flavor or whatever. And we're not going to talk much about that, but I just want to mention that. Is that correct? Yes. In fact, I believe that every person has a bent toward one of these. Okay. Now, when we get into Ephesians 4 and right. talk about offices for training and equipping, but every person will have a bent toward one of these okay. gifts. Okay. They'll be able... It's the lens that they view life. So an evangelist will really be gravi- will gravitate toward sales. They're just right. really effective in right. sales. Uh, that's a, a teacher is, is effective in training, uh, in equipping. Uh, people. So yep. in your in your marketplace, your sa- your sales force, you'll have the the top uh, producers will be evangelists, have an evangelistic right. thrust or evangelistic lens, evangelistic that gift that they're bent toward. The trainers, the equippers will be more your teachers, that kind of thing. So your HR people might be more pastoral or yep. shepherds, right? Yep. Okay, exactly. Okay, so every no one's left out here. Just right. make that clear in the beginning. Yep. Even though we're going to focus now on ministries sure. in the church, like sure. the evangelist is a ministry in the church. Let's talk about these we'll start with the first one you know apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers talk about apostles what do they look like you know, what are they? Yeah, yeah. Talk to us. Can, can I back up just a second? Let me you back can. up just a second because think of what it would be like. Again, Ephesians 4 says equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Yes. I hate when people say, oh, it's so good that everyone came to church this morning. You know, that That's kind one of, of my thing. pet peeves. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Sunday, last Sunday, I, I stood up and I said, I just want to thank thank each of, each of you. I'm so excited to see the church in the building today yes, because yes. tomorrow the church is going to be scattered That's all throughout right. Clayton County. That's the county I was speaking right. in in Ohio. Right. Tomorrow morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the church is going to be dispersed throughout the county, praying for the sick, uh, encouraging those who are discouraged, uh, uh, bringing counsel to those who are distraught, and to see the church working and functioning. That's the goal of, of every pastor. 
pastor is to exactly. see that church functioning. So, and the church is not a building. The church right. is people. It's people. So think of what it would be like if you have a church of 70, 100. The average church is 70 in America, but right. 100, 120, 50, whatever. But think of what it would be like if every person so functioned in their gifting and in their grace. I'm telling you, in the county in we live, there should not be a, a, a server at any restaurant that has not at least been offered to be prayed for on a daily basis. Right. So be, because it's people looking for opportunity. There are opportunities all around us. There, there's, it's not a lack of opportunities. There are tremendous opportunities all around us waiting for us to step in and bring God, His power, His presence into that scenario. And we think ministry should happen in the church, and it should to a degree, but most of the ministry is outside the church sure. meeting. We are the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the people that we rub, the people that we come in contact with, there's a window of opportunity. So when I go on an elevator, I have a window of opportunity to impart into that person. This is getting getting maybe a sidebar to the gifts, but this was really driven home to me. Um, I had a situation where uh, someone close to, to me was in the hospital uh, for a number of days, and my goal was to see them come out of, out of the hospital right. and get them out of the hospital. Yes. And, and it was the, the one of those days I was walking into the hospital that morning, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, you're missing it. And I thought I was missing a way to pray. In reality, then with Holy Spirit, what you're missing is you're missing the opportunity to minister to the other people there Good. that have been helping you walk through this situation. Wow. And it totally changed the way that as I entered that hospital environment uh, and, and being able to minister to those around me. So much yeah. so that, that when the, the, the person was released, I realized the window of opportunity right. was being closed. So right. you have a window of opportunity in the elevator. It's only yep. as many floors as you go. Right, you have a right. window of opportunity on the airplane. You just flew yep, back. Exactly. You just had hours exactly. here not too long ago. Exactly. So there's a window of opportunity that mm. we have as we encounter mm. people, uh, and we need to to utilize that window of opportunity. Now, I don't want you to think more highly of me than you ought to think. There's Sometimes I pray for an empty seat beside me on the airplane. I'm just looking for <laughs> You need for, to sleep. Right? <laughs> I'm just look, I've been talking to people all weekend. I just right. want to be alone. So back to your, your question. Well, yeah. if I can just backtrack quickly. So sure. what you're saying is that the heart of all this is every believer, every Christian is a minister. Mm-hmm. That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. So then there are those that are called by God to train us exactly. to be the ministers, right? Exactly. In five different areas. Right. All right. Talk to us about it. So, so to see the apostle, prophet, everyone that has a bent toward one, everyone has a bent toward one of these gifts. To see each of them functioning, both within the church world and the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, the fivefold offices that we see established in Scripture are to train and equip the saints for the work of ministry. So the apostles are builders. They're planters. They're the ones who start things. It's not, I have a, a business friend who says, you know, what's wrong? Why can't I start a business every year? One business a year. And obviously there's an apostolic, right. he thinks apostolically right. to want to do that. Not right. everybody would even want to do that, but that's the way he's wired. Can't help himself. Right. It's, he just has all these ideas floating through his brain. Through his brain. That's the way he's wired. That's the way he thinks. So how can we help him do that in the marketplace? So apostles in the church world are builders. They're planners. They're those who often will plant more than one church. They're, They're thinking about growth. Like for me, as an, as an apostolic gift, and we don't we right. know don't use titles, but right. as a functioning an apostolic gift, when I walk wherever I walk into, I keep thinking of how can we make this better, how can we grow. Right. So any local church 
I walk into, I look. I just, that's just the way I think. Exactly. That's the way I view things. That's the lens that I look through uh, as I view things. How, how can we adjust things to make this church be more effective, to train and equip the people more effective, to see growth, to see increase in people's lives? And this is confusing for some people because all they know about are, are evangelists or pastors. Mm-hmm. It's all they've grown up with. They call the leader of the church the pastor. Right. And then there are those who, of course, Billy Graham is with the Lord now, but he was the yeah. evangelist of evangelists. There are those who have crusades or whatever. Yep. Uh, but we're saying we're saying something different here. We're yes. simply saying the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and you'll get into each of these in a moment, yep. are ones equipping all of us to minister yeah. in the way that they're training us. So I believe and we believe that all, each of these fivefold gifts are viable for today. Uh, so there were some would teach just the threefold ministry, which would be uh, just pastor, teacher, and evangelist. Right. Okay. So, but we believe, according to Scripture, mm-hmm. that the apostle and the prophet is still viable today. There are still that gift is still functioning on the earth today. And you've done a lot of teaching on on apostles and the different types Many of apostles kinds, right? and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Which hopefully you could you need to do. A podcast on that Maybe and interview that yourself or have someone else <laughs> have someone else interview you but there's there's such gold in that right. because many people read the the uh, new testament and think well that that stopped back then right. and, and they're missing some key key pieces exactly. of that really clarify that the apostolic so gift. examples in scripture of apostles Oh well, yeah, the original twelve apostles. Exactly. And then, then you have the the next the next level of apostles. You have your Timothy apostles. You have, you have your yep. Pauls, and, and it goes it goes on and on. Uh, what is it? Romans six sixteen or twelve? Uh, list the, the some of the other gifts, Junia, and some oh, others yeah. in there. Oh, yep, so yep, yep. yeah. So there's many kinds of apostles, but they are the foundation layers. Foundation layers. In fact, in fact, where it comes, if you really go back, Rome, when Rome would send a a ship and a uh, uh, an admiral to go and establish a colony yep. that was called an apostle. And right. what an apostle does, and that's why the, these gifts are all time tested and time proven, but the apostolic gift and the prophetic gift, I believe, carry the most time proven. They need to be tested the longest. Yes. Because they, the apostle, uh, even back to the example out of, out of a Roman admiral, is he represents the emperor that is sending him. So he acts as the emperor would act. So an, an apostolic gift in the church world needs to be a, a real representative of Jesus Christ and exactly. and, just, and really represent the Father's heart yeah. uh, to the church. And you said it before. I want to emphasize it again. These are not titles. Right. These are gifts. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, the Bible never says the apostle Paul. We say that. Yeah. Paul called to be an apostle, apostle. says. Yeah. And so we love titles in our generation and yeah. really... You know, it's about servant leadership, but acknowledging, recognizing the gift God has given us, and instead of being comfortable with that and seeing other people help them yeah, bless yeah. because of that gift. I like adjectives that descriptive. Right. I do too. I'm a teacher, not teacher Ron, or I'm, I function in an apostolic gift, not apostle Ron kind right, of thing. So right, I, exactly. I just love this descriptive adjective, which gives affirmation of the gift that I'm functioning in. So in your book, chapter six, it says, Apostles govern. Yes. And I know you have, you have uh, terms used for apostle, prophets, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We'll get into that in a minute. So the governor, explain that a bit more. Well, apostles are lay, they're foundation layers. Yes. So they're spiritual fathers. They lay a foundation. They lead. They provide a platform for others to be That's released. Good. That's so good. it's not about a true apostle is not concerned about their ministry. They're concerned about laying a foundation, leading in such a way that that will provide for others to launch, so to speak. 
speak off of that which yes. they are doing. Whether it's building a church, planning a church, their goal is to see that turned over to somebody else and see them released. You know, we're in a building right now, and there was a foundation laid for this building, but nobody yeah. thinks about the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's underground. Nobody thinks about it. But that's a lot of what apostles, true apostles yeah. do. They're servant leaders. No one even necessarily knows they're there, but they're laying foundations others can build on. Yeah. So, so when, I ahead, function, when I function apostolically, like this, this past weekend, so I'm, I'm relating to a lead elder, a senior pastor, and he's walking through challenging situations. I'm giving him input yes. to help him succeed. Exactly. That, so, so good. It's not, it's not, when, he says, when they are successful, I'm successful. Right. If they're struggling, then I'm engaging, uh, as, as you've said, it uh, might have been the last podcast, but you say, I'm a fixer. I like to fix things. Right. So that's just kind of the way I function right. is I look for you do it well. look for problems and then what is the solution mm-hmm. out of that problem so how can I help them be more successful which is a true spiritual father yeah, exactly uh, that's the heart behind all that we're talking about really exactly, really, really being a spiritual is. father spiritual mother yeah. seeing the next generation go far ahead of us like yep. Elijah Elisha yep. and on and on now you say in your book prophets guide you see apostles govern but prophets, God, talk about prophets for a moment. Well, prophets have the ability to hear what the Lord is saying and then speak it forth. So they're like mailmen. They they deliver what they're sensing the Father is saying. And there is while each of these gifts have a a. Uh, uh, how should I say, a, a place where they need to, to guard, like a prophet has to protect or make sure they do not own the word. Right. In other words, they're, they're the delivery person. They right. share the word right. with leadership, and then their job is done. And then it's up to leadership to hear from the Lord because that word could be premature. That word could be for an appointed time, could be sometime down the road kind of thing. But they, prophets will help point the way. Apostles will help, will govern and lead the way yeah. in that. There, there's a divine tension. Like you look at apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Yeah. So there's a divine tension between a pastor and an evangelist. Right. An evangelist says, let's just go get more people saved. A pastor says, we got to take care of the ones That's that right. are already that's right. The teacher says they need grounded in the word. The the prophet says that they just need more of a God's presence, and that that'll change. Right. So there's they that a fresh word of the Lord. That's yeah, what they need. There's that divine tension, <laughs> but the the apostle is able to take that which all are speaking and then lead that team forward into where God has them for a local church. Now, if someone prophesies, does that mean they're a prophet? Does that mean they? Uh, no, no. It just. It, in fact, I do a little exercise sometimes where I where I bring objects on a table and. And then I have the person come front and pick up an object. And then everyone in a room just says, well, in light of you picking up that object, this is what I sense right. God may be saying to you. And it does two things. It, it lets everybody know that they are hearing from the Lord right. as they speak into that, person, that person's life. So just because you prophesy doesn't mean you're a prophet. Exactly. It goes back to those five gifts every there there's a number of criteria number one they have to function in the gift mm-hmm. number two they have to be able to to be an office of the prophet they have to be able to identify that prophetic gifts in others and number three then they have to be willing to train and equip others in that gift and number four then they need to be able to release that person all down to servant leadership again it's and all again servant isn't it? leadership it's all so leadership. so good so apostles govern right prophets Guide. Yes. Evangelists gather. Talk about evangelists. Evangelists gather. You know, when you're around a fivefold evangelist, I don't, I'm sure you're like me. You've you've heard evangelists speak, and at times 
uh, someone who's just an evangelist, sometimes you can walk out of there feeling guilty that you haven't led someone to the Lord in the last year, you haven't shared your faith in the last six months or three months or two right. weeks. But when a fivefold evangelist gets up to speak, <laughs> you walk out of there saying, I just can't wait to stop at the mini market right. because I want to share Jesus with that person. They impart that which God's it's, given them. It's a gift inside of them, and yeah. it, it just it just functions within them. Let's go back to the prophet a little bit. Yes. Uh, uh, the gift of discernment, and we can use this out of Scripture, a gift of discernment will say those bones are dry. Mm-hmm. A fivefold prophet will say dry bones live. That's good. So it, it, a prophet isn't just, a prophet speaks the answer. You know, And it's the prophetic gift that gives us the ability to go through hard times and mm-hmm. difficult times. Right. It's the prophetic words over my life that as I've gone through hard times, I know that I can press through them because there's something that God has for me down the road. Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. He knew where he was headed, so he's willing to go through that time. So the prophetic gift is very important. You don't don't live your life by the prophetic gift, but it's all part of what God is feeding into you to give you direction and stamina to walk through what you're currently walking through. So what do you tell someone, they say, somebody who's a prophet or known as a prophet had a word from God for me, and they spoke it over me, but I don't know how it applies to me. What do you tell them? What do they do with that? Well, we don't live our lives by the prophetic word. We live our lives by Jesus and right. the prophetic words as they come true. There may be something we pray into. If it doesn't if it doesn't bear witness with my spirit, with inside, right. like I feel like this is really for me, I'll lay it aside. I'll lay it down um, because, again, it's not. I don't guide myself by the prophetic right. word. I allow the Holy Spirit to guide me. The Word of God directs me, um, and then... Yeah. And if it, if it was truly a prophetic word, it'll come true. Uh, and, and well, and probably others in our lives whom we trust prophetically will yes. also agree with that and yep. give clarity to that also. Exactly. Right? Yeah, good. yeah. All right. Apostles govern, prophets guide, evangelists gather. gather. Anything more you want to say about evangelists? Or and, you want to go on? All of us are called to share our faith. All right. of us are called to be a light and demonstrate the gospel. I think I shared in the in the last podcast. There should be no server in Lancaster right. County or in any county that has that does not have people offer right. to pray for them. Let me let me just give give you one example. Sure. This was a couple of weeks ago. We were in a uh, a uh, in a restaurant. It was a, it was a restaurant where the not not everyone spoke English. All right, the servers um, and the lady that was waiting on us um, took her order and then she asked if there's anything else. And I always almost always not always but almost always will say this: We're going to pray for our food. Is there anything we can pray for you right. for? And. Uh, and she kind of looked at me kind of funny, and she didn't quite understand. So Bonnie tried to explain what we wanted to do, anything we could pray. And then she said this. She said, you mean, oh, okay, I, I understand. You mean as a separate entree? And we said, no, 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 you don't understand. So she went and got her coworker. She came back, and uh, we explained to her and asked how we could pray. She said, oh, pray for my son. I said, well, how old your son? He's four. He's in another nation. I came here, uh, and I'm working to bring him here. I haven't seen wow. him for a year. Wow. So we left her a huge tip. Yep. And what do we do? We demonstrated to her God cares. Mm-hmm. We showed her that God is a generous God. Mm. He cared enough to bring us into the restaurant to pay for her and her son. Right. And we demonstrated that God is a Beautiful. generous God and wants to bless her. Beautiful. When we left, she came walking over to us and gave us a, a handwritten piece of paper. And it was probably ri- written by somebody else. Right. But it was, it was just, thank you so much for praying for my son. Aww. God bless you. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, but that's the saints doing the work of ministry exactly. all around us. You did that. 
that not because you have an apostolic gift or a prophetic mm-hmm. gift, did because you're a believer in Jesus. Exactly. You're a minister like yep. all of us are exactly. wrong. Exactly. Level exactly. playing field here. Yeah. And again, if anybody you say, man, I love this stuff. I like it. Get the hold of this book. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it wherever you buy books. Get it on Devon International um, Bookstore. And remember, five days free ebook. Free. That's great. Yeah. And if you say, well, I just want to listen to the run. You you actually read this actually whole book, didn't you? Yeah, I did read it. It's on Audible, Ron yeah. Mar himself. You can go ahead and get that. It'd be fantastic. Okay, let's go to pastors. They guard. We've got two more yet, pastors and teachers. Yeah. Apostles govern, prophets guide, evangelists gather, pastors guard. Talk about pastors. Pastors, another term you could use for pastors, like would be out of, a biblical term, would be a shepherd. Yes. And a shepherd. I personally like that one better. <laughs> yeah. A shepherd guards the flock. A yeah. shepherd cares for the people that God has entrusted into their care. They're watching over the flock. They're they're teaching the flock. They're they're pouring into the flock. They they are there just like a shepherd, guarding them. And they're, they're not responsible for the people's actions, but they're responsible for what they're speaking into their lives. So, right. Uh, uh, as a as a shepherd, they're really care, they care about the sheep. They What's care about really the people. Interesting about this, Ron, is I meet many leaders of churches, and they say to me, "What do I do? People expect me to be something I'm not because I'm their pastor, right? And especially a larger church, and they're maybe they have an evangelistic gift, or maybe yeah. they have a you know that's why teamwork's so important. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. or maybe I'm a, they have an apostolic gift. Yeah, yeah. I say, well, be careful what title you give yourself. Yeah. And if I got someone on this podcast just recently, and and in the midst of making a change, realizing they called him pastor all these years, he's really not a pastor. He's more of a prophetic apostolic gift, and got to be real about that and yeah. be real with the people because the terms we use are what people think in their minds, and that's what I expect out of this person. Yeah, and that's exactly. why teamwork obviously is so powerful and it, so important. Very true, Larry. Very so. True. Of all these five, the pastor is the one that most of us know about. Right. And we have that expectation of our leaders to do that. And obviously, we need to be pastored and shepherded. Yep. But we, that's why we need teamwork. Every person leading a local church needs to have a pastor's heart. Yes. But that doesn't yes. mean that pastoring is their primary That gift. is correct. Yeah. You said that so well. Teachers ground. Talk about that. Teachers ground us. The Bible says there in Ephesians 4, so it goes to equip the saints of work of ministry elsewhere, it says, so we would not be carried about by every wind of doctrine. So teachers ground us in the faith. Teachers show so us good. from the Word of God what we need to believe because it's what we believe. How you live your life is reflective of what you really believe. Mm-hmm. It goes back to if, if I... The true test of, let's say, the true test of anything I believe is not tested when things are going well. It's tested when things are not going well. So the true test of my commitment to Bonnie, I've been married to 48 years this year, right. and the true test of that commitment is not when we're seeing eye to eye and everything's going well. It's when we're encountering problems. That's when the true test comes. So the true test, as, uh, as he writes in Ephesians 4, is that you're not carried about by every wind of doctrine, every new thing that comes down a pike. Well, that seems good. Or that looks good. Right, or that sounds right. that sounds good. But teachers ground us. This is what the Word of God says. Because regardless of anything, it's still the Word of God of what we go back to and what we base our lives on. So God's calling His church back to a clear understanding of the fivefold ministry. I believe yes. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers working together so the believers can obviously be equipped to do work in ministry and come to a place of maturity. Mm-hmm. The Scripture says. Yes. So what? What would it look like in a perfect world, Ron, in a local church? 
sure. where we have these five gifts working together. Does that mean they're all paid on staff? Does that mean, what, what, does it, what does it mean, Ron? You're yeah. smiling. Yeah, years ago, back in the 80s, there used to be a, a teaching going around, or at least implication, that you identified your fivefold ministers, and then that was your elder team. Right. And that just didn't work, because to be uh, on an elder team, you need to have the gift of government, which, right. which comes out of Romans chapter 12. Exactly, leadership so, gift. Yeah, you have to have that leadership gift. If you put someone with just a prophetic gift on an elder team, they are not interested in talking about buying new chairs or the roof that needs fixed or how much are we going to help this person with their medical bills. That's just not the way they're wired. You need that gift of government to make those kind of decisions. So how I see it happening is, is, first of all, is you identify, and let me just say this first, is that if you don't have a functioning, those gifts function in your local church, you can always bring them in. You can, you can bring in other prophets to speak into the local church. You can bring other teachers in to teach. The misconception, I believe, that most pastors, or many pastors, put it that way or under, is they feel like they have to do all the training. Right, they have right. to do all the teaching. They have to do all the equipping because they're the paid person, so to speak. And, the, and God has brought these five gifts to help them train and equip and release saints for the work of ministry. So in a perfect world, I believe you have apostolic people. Mm-hmm. You have people who are who are encouraging that person who looks at life through the lens of the apostolic right. gift, how to equip them and train them to function in the marketplace. Right. How to take someone with an evangelistic gift and and identify this is the lens you, you look through. This is this is who you are. Now go ahead and function. And it's okay to function that way. It's okay to think that way. Those of you who have a prophetic gift, it's okay to think that way. It's we okay. want you to think yeah, that way. Yeah, we want you to think that <laughs> yeah. way. And not only here, but in the marketplace as you're as you're praying for people, okay. as you're as you're uh, encountering people. So as you get in the elder as someone who has a prophetic gift and you you have this sense the Lord is speaking to you that the person beside you is really having a tough time, you can exercise that gift and ask them, are you doing okay? I just have this sense that something here, would you you allow me to pray for you or that kind of thing? That's the prophetic gift just functioning in the marketplace. Very good. Yeah, we've often said this, Ron, if you lead a small group Mm -hmm. or a house church or a big congregation or whatever, and there's a need for evangelism, then bring in an evangelist to minister, right. and something will happen with the oh, whole yeah. group. There'll be grace and faith, yeah. really, if they need to really hear the voice of God. Bring in someone who's prophetic yes. in the prophetic ministry and, exactly. and works with all five of, of those gifts, obviously. And you, know, you teach in our leadership school, the Dove Global Leadership Ministry mm-hmm. School, on the fivefold ministry, and you right. do that so well. And for anyone listening, if you say, I want to know more about this, not only is the book available, The Fivefold Ministry Made Practical, that we've been mentioning throughout this podcast uh, episode, but also uh, you can receive training through our school that now has gone all over the world. It's right. online, yes. Dove Global Leadership Ministry School, and learn more about how the Fivefold Ministry work. Because it's teaching here, you don't often find other places because this is this is revelation. It's in the scriptures as well as the Bible, right. but there's just fresh life being poured out as we understand this. And we're all learning together. No yeah. one's arrived. We sure haven't. But we're all are learning this together. I can only believe it, but time's almost gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you would want to say before we close this episode on on the fivefold ministry? I think there's there's misconceptions on both sides. As we release more fivefold ministers, there's a whole training aspect that needs to go along with them. 
because all most 99% of their ministry, unless they have their own conference, mm-hmm. all their ministry is done in someone else's field. That's right. And they need to be willing to serve that field and walk in and serve that leader. Uh, the truth is there's sometimes people have had five full ministers mm-hmm. in and things didn't go well. Right. And then they don't want to have them back. And when you go in with the heart to serve, so right. so when so I go good. in, uh, like I was on Sunday, if God's doing something else here and I never get a chance to, to that's preach, okay with you. that's okay. Yeah. It's all right, because I'm here to serve you. Yeah. Um, so that's a, um, the other, another misconception FIFO ministers have sometimes is they think that their ministry has to be a public ministry or has to be up front, and if they're not up front, they're not being used. Right. You can pour into others of like gifting. Uh, a man and woman's gift makes room for them. That's right. Be a spiritual father and mother and exactly. train a if you, exactly. if you're an evangelist, evangelist, or exactly. whatever that is. Yeah. Ron Marr, it's so good to have you today. Book the Fivefold Ministry Made Practical again. Five days free Amazon ebook. You can pick that up, and also it's audible and hear Ron himself. Right. And uh, in fact, even in the biblical role of elders for today's church, in, in that book, also read by the authors. Uh, and That's which, true. Which, yes. Yeah, it's awesome. So thanks for joining me today, Ron. It's so good to have you here. It's Larry, been a, thank such you a for joy, man. Thank you for having me. It's so Hard to believe 40 years serving together and years. looking forward to, to many more and as we continue to see the kingdom of God grow around the world. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us today for Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. Be back for a lot more insights on leadership. In the coming weeks, have a blessed day in the Lord, and we look forward to having you back real soon. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.